So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations Perfect Beach Finder Quiz. You could find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the Perfect Beach Finder Quiz exclusively at Beachbound.com. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, everybody? What's up, Bachelor Nation? Welcome back to another great episode that Becca and I have in store for you today. Becca, we have so much to discuss, per usual. I feel like we're always starting the show off like that because it's the honest-to-God truth. We have so much to talk about. Of course, we have an amazing guest that our listeners can look forward to. And we really just hope you guys tuned in last night to listen to your heart because that is the new season that we are stepping into. We're discussing all things with the show, the contestants, the drama, the love, the excitement. I mean, if you didn't watch it last night, I honestly have no idea what it is that you're doing. Be honest. You've watched everything else. This is a new show. It's here. It's exciting. We're all home. You have nothing else to do. Stop trying to be all hard about it. Like, I'm not going to watch another Bachelor show. Because we know you want to. We're doing it. I have been so excited for this premiere because I kept saying, I feel like Bachelor Nation as a whole just needed something else to bring us together. You know, we don't have any other shows really to bond everyone at this moment. Uh, So if you didn't catch the two-hour premiere, please go back and watch it because it really has so many fun pieces. Of course, just like your typical Bachelor Bachelorette fashion, you have the love, you have the drama. You also have some music and, of course, our favorite Chris Harrison. So you really get it all within Listen to Your Heart. 
it. And I can't wait to see where the season goes because we saw a lot go down in that two-hour premiere. Um, one of my favorite things, and I can't wait to break it down because we have a very, very special guest coming. Uh, I don't know about you, Rachel, but uh, high school Becca was fangirling a little bit when we saw... Well, I'm just going to give it away because we saw Tom Higginson from the Plain White Tees and everyone out there, you have been living under a rock if you don't know. Hey there, Delilah. That is their Hi. hit. Um, so we saw him perform on the show. We'll have him on our podcast a little bit later, but I just can't wait to break it down, dig deep into this new show that hopefully, like I said, will bring everyone together. Becca, I feel like you aged me a bit because you said high school and I'm like, <laughs> um, actually, Becca, for me, it was college. College, Rachel. <laughs> I was obsessed with Hey There, Delilah. I, yes. I, I don't even want to get into it because I'm going to talk about it. Um, with our guest coming up, but mm -hmm. I'm excited to hear what went down on that date and all the details because I feel like we didn't really get to see too much of it, which I don't know mm -hmm. if it's telling. So hopefully Tom can give us some inside scoop. But um, before we jump to Mel and Matt's backyard concert, let's go ahead and get started talking about all the amazing contestants we got to meet from last night. Okay, Becca, I don't know about you, but we really didn't know we've we said this before but we didn't know what to expect with listen to your heart we knew mm -hmm. we were getting chris harrison we knew these there were men and women living together we know it's this bachelor pad times bachelor times american idol type show so we knew we were getting mm -hmm. a hybrid but is it just me or were you shocked that they had packages mm -hmm. like we did on Bachelor and Bachelorette i i kind of was but i i like it because it gives us a way to get to know all the mm -hmm. contestants a little bit more. I mean, of course, we had talked to to Trevor and Brie last week, so we knew what to expect with them. Um, but there's so much more of these people that we're seeing. Um, and I like it, too, because it still gives you that the first night of like the bachelor, the bachelorette, obviously they didn't pull up in limos, but it still has that feel. But I like it because I just feel like there's so much more of a variety and, um, I mean, I just love it. It's different from Paradise because when people come into Paradise, you already know them. So these yeah. people are all new. They're all fresh. You have no idea what to expect, how they're going to mesh together. And so it was kind of funny watching them all walk in and you saw more of some of the people and less of some of the people. But like even the little comments that some of the guys were making, I'm like, wait, when did you come in? Like, where did you pop out of? Um, so I, I can't wait to get in more. Um, but let's let's get into some of the people that we did meet. So obviously we spoke with Trevor and Brie last week. Um, Trevor is the one who says he's never dated a musician, but he also yes. wants to live on the tour bus. And now he's the one who maybe America has seen before on American Idol. Um, right. So I feel like he comes in with a little bit of an edge. He's done reality TV. That reality TV show was a singing show. So mm -hmm. a part of me is like, okay, maybe Trevor might know a little bit of what he's doing. What's mm -hmm. going on here? He's more of the yes. experienced one. But then he yep. seems so, I mean, obviously we talked to him, so we got to know him a little bit better. But even just from his package, he seems very humble, down to earth. Mm -hmm. You know, dare I say it, Becca? here for the right reasons. <laughs> I would agree. He also seems, uh, and, and you say it like, you know, he should have some experience in the TV world, but he kind of seems a little bashful, like more, more timid, um, which I kind of find endearing. Yeah. And maybe his experience through American Idol did it. He's 29, I mm -hmm. believe. So maybe yes. age as well. Um, mm -hmm. He just doesn't seem to be caught up in the fact that he's on a TV show. Just he's there with a purpose. 
Mm-hmm. Same with Brie. We talked to Brie. Brie comes from a big family. She's from Provo. Um, we know that she was recently engaged, called it off a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's she's very open to the experience and what it could be about, but is definitely, I felt like she wants to find love as well. Mm-hmm. I think for those first two, they they seem mature. They, they I feel like they are going into it kind of knowing what, they're looking for in a partner they have from what i'm seeing they seem like they have a good head on their shoulders um i i do want to get into and i know we didn't see an intro package for jamie but she was the first one to come to the mansion and jamie fresh out of the what do they pull up in an suv i was going to say minivan that Mm -hmm. that's not right um but she was just like so full of life and like spunky and i I wrote i have a a list of notes um and she just seemed kind of quirky and fun but she kept saying the first night like i don't want drama i don't want drama and what's going through my mind is like girl you signed up for a reality TV show. You're going to get that drama, which we see go down later, um, which we will, of course, get into. But just from the intro packages, is I want to ask you this because I have one of my favorites of who we saw, and I want to know who yours was, too. Um, okay, I'll tell you my favorite. First, I was going to say about Jamie. Two things I noticed about Jamie. shes I agree with everything that you said. Also, she is clearly a fan of The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. I just felt like she knew she's good TV. She's she's fun to watch. She's very into it. She's exciting. But I also was like, she's a fan of The Bachelor. She was just, mm-hmm. her excitement level was on another level. She was just like oh, yeah. happy to be there, you know? But mm-hmm. Jamie might be one of my favorites. But you, are you talking about my favorites from all 20 contestants or from the packages that we saw? Let's start with packages and then let's do all 20 contestants too. Oh, okay. So honestly, my favorite from the packages was Brie. Okay. I'm really a Brie fan. I'm a Brie fan too, especially after talking to her. But she just seems like an all-around good person. But I have to say, and I'm not just saying this because it's my namesake, but Becca seems like such a little, like, I mean... she she called herself a theater nerd, but she just seems so quirky. And watching her package of like her doing like the little side tap dance <laughs> across and like doing the musical theater, I'm like, I like her. And we, I feel like we didn't see too much of her the rest of the episode. But uh, you know, I, I'm a Becca fan. I'm gonna be honest with you. When you said Becca, I had to look down at my notes to try to figure who. Who was Becca? I, she didn't leave an impression because, on me. Well, and you don't see too much of her in the rest of the episode. I was really excited when I saw her intro package. And then I think there was so much more that took place that they just didn't get enough of her because of, you know, all of the other little drama that was going down. Uh, but but I, I, I did want to see more of her. I... I'm gonna have now you've sparked my interest. I feel like I'm gonna have to pay attention to her next episode. I really like Sheridan because there was no one else like him. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he lives in Texas. I'm from Texas, used to live in Austin. I love that he lives in his car and he has mm-hmm. named his car. I'm a fan of naming <laughs> cars as well. His car's named Sheila. <laughs> I, I want to, I, I want to have him on the podcast to see how he came up with that name. Yeah, I mean, Sheila's a song. So maybe, maybe, but it's not, it's not his mm-hmm. genre of music. Mm-hmm. It's ready, but ready for the world. You should listen to it. It's called Oh Sheila. It's okay. a very good song, <laughs> but he stood out to me. He was different. So I was like, okay, like he's a, 
a different type of character we're going to get, but a necessary mm-hmm. character for a, a singing show. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, other packages we saw. Wait, that, no, no, no. What's your take on Savannah? What is your take on Savannah? Oh, Savannah? I Okay, let me see what I have. So for my notes for Savannah, I put, she seems sassy. And and going in... Well, that was polite. <laughs> um, what did she say? That she gets her way with guys, though, which I'm like, okay. But I feel like there's going to be... Um, I don't know if there's going to be some drama down the road with her, but I feel like she she can uh, hold her own and keep people in her, in their place. I just am more like, do you hear yourself talking? Talking about the way men react to you? Do you, do you hear yourself? I mean, I just, the level, the lack of self-awareness that she has in speaking about herself and how men are attracted to her and how she deals with them and handles them, it was just a little too much and it was off-putting mm-hmm. for me. Okay. So I wasn't as into Savannah. Brandon, let me, let me take, wait, like, let me make sure I'm, I'm looking at the right guy for Brandon. Where is he? Why can't, okay, Brandon. He was, yeah, he kind of They're a good looks, match. They, they, Brand- they seem on the same level for personality. Brandon, I kept getting, let me pull up the face cards too, but br- it was between Brandon, Trevor, and then who's the other guy? Michael Todd, who, we need to get into Michael Todd in a little bit. Man. But between, between <laughs> those three, I was like, I can't keep who is who straight. No, Trevor, I got but Brandon and Michael Todd, I could say that. But Michael Todd, if there was a Jed on the show, it would be Michael Todd. That's what I kept thinking. No, you think they're alike? If there was anybody who was there, he said, I'm on a singing show. I'm here to be discovered. Let me sing every chance I can get. Let me play my instrument. Let me let also let them know I am a songwriter. That was Michael Todd. I mean, okay. look at his look. Just look down at your notes and look no. at his shot, his his headshot. No, Rachel, as I was, I was, I, so I rewatched it again, um, just so I could make sure I have everything straight, but I was looking at his headshot and I was like, this is the one that they picked for him. But we just got to fast forward through the the intro packages because he probably was like, I need to see all five shots. That's the one that I'm going with. (laughs) I don't know why you would have ever picked it. We have to post this just so I don't know if, if our listeners can see this somehow, but we'll show you guys one day. Um, Fast forward to Michael Todd's first interaction. It was actually with Savannah. And I was literally coiling into my couch like, oh, this this conversation is so terrible. The moment when he looks at Savannah and they're sitting there and he goes, I like your lips. I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. No, we've all been we've all been that girl to have some awkward guy at some point in time stare at us and be like oh you have nice lips and I'm like oh that doesn't work for anyone don't do it and she just sits there and that's maybe that's the moment where I kind of liked Savannah because she she just sat there and she was like thank you like she didn't play into it it was just so awkward and so cringeworthy and I lived for that moment but in my notes when I uh I have Michael Todd's name just circled and x'd after that conversation (laughs) just an x through his name I was like "Uh uh-uh He, I mean, I didn't even need him to open his mouth and speak. I got who Michael Todd was from the moment we saw him step out of that SUV. (laughs) I was like, nope, got your number. Know exactly who you are. 
He reminds me so much of some actor, and I can't think of who. So if anyone out there is listening who you can pinpoint it, please send it my way because it is bothering me so much. You know what I liked, too, about just when they all got together and as people were coming out of their SUVs meeting Chris Harrison? Well, wait, who was it who said... The guy's name is Chris. I think it was Matt. Who was like, it the was guy's Matt. name is, mm-hmm. is Chris, right? Chris what? And he's like, Hanson? And I was like, oh, you're <laughs> almost there, Matt. But so close. How freaking refreshing was it that, because like, I feel like a, a shtick on The Bachelor Bachelorette is, I haven't really watched any seasons. I haven't. It's, mm-hmm. it's cool to say that. And then usually when somebody says that, they have watched it. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was it's nice that these people are kind of like, yeah, the guy looks familiar. I think his name starts with a C. Yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, there's an H in there. I mean, it was like, OK, these people are, you know, here to meet somebody, here to sing, here to mm-hmm. make music, make some love. And, you know, I, I mean, I think it was Trevor who even talked about from the jump, A Star is Born. And mm-hmm. I thought, OK. That's what we're going to get here. Yeah. I will say, seeing them all together, once all 20 of them were in the same room, it didn't... Of course, it was their night one. It was their first time meeting everyone. And of course, you go in with hopes to find love and have a connection. But it just seemed less bacheloresque in that regard and more of just a party i think i think the last guy i think it was brandon who walked in and he's like i'm the last guy and i've just walked into this great party and i've missed half of it but it seemed much more chill than your typical night one on the bachelor bachelorette okay becca you know how we do it we could keep going on and on and on talking about that and we will you guys don't worry but we have to take a much needed break because it's the moment that we've all been waiting for it's finally Mm -hmm. come we have our special guest on bachelor happy hour today tom higginson from plain white tees is joining us now on the show tom what's up what's up guys how are you hello hello how are you we're doing good thanks for joining us I'm really good. Are you in your closet, by the way? We we are. We are. <laughs> so it's where we be- get the best sound quality. Some people have it's, accused us of wanting to show off our clothes. It's not the case. It's our, nice. it's our recording studio. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. That's good. <laughs> it looks much Very more fitting. organized than my closet. So that's good. Good for okay, you guys. He's oh, looking at oh, yours, this is, Becca. This is a new <laughs> thing. When I knew that we were we you know couldn't be traveling for the podcast and had to be doing it at home, I'm like, I got to clean this baby out. So it gave me a good excuse. And yeah, now totally. you're getting an insight into our personalities. One of us <laughs> cleaned up and the other was like, meh. <laughs> so well, one day. <laughs> okay, I'm more like you. I'm, I'm a procrastinator, so I haven't done like anything. I've got a list of things that I want to do with this like quarantine and I haven't done mm-hmm. anything. So it's yeah. okay. How are you doing in the quarantine? Are, are you safe? Is your family safe? Friends? I mean, yeah, knock on wood, you know, everything's good so far. Everybody's healthy. Um, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. It's weird for me because obviously being in the band, we're traveling nonstop, whether it's touring, playing shows, going to write with, with friends and stuff like that. So it's a, a lot uh, of like an adjustment to just be in one place for a while. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's kind of nice that I get to be home. I have a, a 10-year-old son. So to get to hang with him all the time, mm-hmm. uh, it's a bummer. I, I haven't seen like my parents or anything because they're yeah. you know obviously doing their own quarantine thing. But we've, mm-hmm. I've been FaceTiming every day with them, FaceTiming with my grandparents. So it's, it's weird that like everybody has to be separated, but yet we're still like kind of more together than ever in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 
it really is connecting people in a different aspect. I mean, you know, before this, I because I, I live out of state, I don't live by my family anymore. And I would probably call my mom at least once, maybe twice a week. But now it's like every other day we're FaceTiming. And so it's just yeah. bringing everyone together in a different way. Are you still uh, singing, songwriting, doing all of that? So I've been doing a lot of, li- I've been going live on Instagram like every mm-hmm. few days, you know, and just kind of touching base. I've got, uh, obviously I've got the Plain White Tees and then I've got a, a record label that I started called Humans Were Here. So between the artists on that label and then calling the Plain White Tees guys, we've been doing, you know, I feel like to keep fans connected, just doing things like that, going live on Instagram, posting, um, you know, just what you're doing and, and having that little face-to-face, well, I guess it's not face-to-face, but face-to-text Screen. or whatever it is. <laughs> there you go. Um, is important right now. And that's kind of, you know, all you can do to, to, to stay in touch. We were supposed to be on tour in the UK um, during this time. And obviously that got canceled. We're getting everything canceled. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you got to just be creative and find ways to stay connected with people. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't really been writing. I, I wrote a little bit the other day, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, that, like I said, that's on my list that I'm going to get okay. to eventually, but yeah. Not much I I feel like I'm holding the bars so high. I'm like, oh my gosh, when these artists come out of this quarantine, <laughs> I can't wait for the music, the right. fashion. The, yeah. I, I just, I, I'm so excited because I feel like you guys are going to be inspired on another, another level. Um, but speaking of, we're transitioning, I guess, from music to TV. You know, we're talking to you because you were on Listen to Your Heart. We see yeah. you on this episode or we saw you last night on the episode. I guess I want to start off with, have you ever done reality TV before? So our guitar player, Tim, he actually was on a, um, a reality show called Ready for Love. And it was, so Why he actually, familiar? yeah, you know what? I think it got like canceled after like three episodes or something, but he <laughs> met, he actually met his wife on the show and they're <gasps> married and they have two kids now. Yeah. Super cool. Oh, wow. So you so believe we, in it. I do. I believe in it. I, you know, I don't really, wa- I don't watch any TV to be fair, but mm-hmm. I think that's my one um, experience with the dating reality shows and it worked mm-hmm. for my buddy, Tim. So pretty cool. And we got to play on that show as well. So, you know, I'm kind of like a veteran playing for these, uh, the love reality shows. Yeah. <laughs> do you, so when you uh, make these appearances on the shows, you know, we, we saw you for a little bit, I listen to your heart. Do you get more nervous knowing that it's going to be filmed or is it kind of just the same feeling that you would go into for any performance? I tell you what, when something is, is uh, taped for live, that's when I get kind of nervous. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. Oh boy, I can't screw up. This is live. This is going right. out there. Um, but this was obviously taped a few months back, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of fun. I didn't really get nervous, you know, yeah. and they had it, they had it, the setup. I know you guys saw it, but the setup was really cool. Kind of like an outdoor party, just people kind of sitting around. It was a very chill mm-hmm. vibe. So yeah, we weren't, we weren't too nervous. It's cool. Yeah. It, was well, very, it seemed very intimate and, and like yeah. you said, just chill, relaxed. So I'm jealous we weren't there. Yeah. Well, listen, you thought you were just going to be interviewed and you are. But at the same time, we kind of need you as the third co-host at this point, because in the episode, we didn't get to see that much of the date. But you were there for the whole thing. And so we need the inside scoop about Mel and Matt that were on this date. So, of course, Mm -hmm. we want to know what your experience was like. But we also need to know what was up with that date, because we didn't see anything, honestly, Mm -hmm. other than you. We saw you perform, but we didn't see their interaction. 
like we were on stage and, um, you know, we did our little sound check and everything. And then they brought the couple in and they were there and we played our set and then they came up a little bit with us and everything. It was super cool. We got to talk to them for a second, but then they ushered us out pretty quick. So it was like, you know, they had their, their date moment, but we Mm -hmm. were kind of like trying to like peek in, trying to see what was going on, but they were like, yeah, cool. Good job guys. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, and after that date, b- both both parties involved, they're like, yeah, there wasn't too much chemistry. So I was going to ask you watching them. I mean, did you feel that or was it so quick that you're like, eh, didn't feel anything? Well, it's tough because it's like they had just that was like their first date or whatever. So I'm like, OK, it's a weird, um, weird concept. And like I said, I, I, I my buddy Tim did it with this his reality show. But like just to have to meet somebody go on this awkward date and have the whole thing be filmed and like, just know in the back of your mind that like, Oh, cool. Millions of people are going to see this. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you'd be so kind of, uh, self-conscious that how would you actually like let yourself like be vulnerable enough to like actually get to know somebody or actually have some real moments. It's weird. It's a weird Mm -hmm. concept. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know that I, that I necessarily could tell if they were like, clicking or not because yeah. knowing that it was like their first date I was like oh well who knows you know mm-hmm. yeah we have well, to tell I'm, you I don't know if you know this but we're like your bandmate I met my husband now husband on the bachelor three oh, years no ago yes cool. and Beck is engaged to her guy so it's like two yes. plus years at this point right so we're yeah 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 we're, well, it's real it works and I will That's say cool. my first like with my my now fiance his name is Garrett with on my first date with him we actually were supposed surprised with uh, a country concert that night so luckily we had the day to spend together but that night we walked into this room and it was kind of it was it was a smaller concert setting too it was very dark very intimate um but i think it depends on the person because with garrett i felt so open so comfortable like we had the best time at that concert just dancing Hmm. and kissing but i I will say like had it been anyone else that you maybe don't have chemistry with it would have been so awkward Totally. So, yeah, I, I can kind of see where they were coming from, where they're like, there was like, yeah, not too much chemistry. And if they obviously they've never been on a TV show before, so they didn't know what to expect. But totally. uh, but Tom, I want to get into a little bit of background about you and how you got started in, in music, really. Um, so we know that you and your band bandmates had started playing with T's in high school, correct? So yeah. w- what's the secret to stay? I feel like it's like a relationship, obviously. What's the secret to staying together and keeping that, that musical chemistry alive? Wow. Um, well, you know, it's funny. We're all like really good dudes that like each other, you know? So it's like, <laughs> we've, we've had our ups and downs and there actually have been a couple little like fist fighty, like have to break up the band members, like, through the years, there's been some crazy mm-hmm. times, um, especially in the early days when we were traveling around in like a van together. And we used mm-hmm. to tour like 300 days out of the year in a van. So there wasn't like you couldn't escape. If you were like pissed at somebody or like annoyed with somebody, you were you had to be like three feet from them at all times. Anyway, you couldn't like run a away. van, mm-hmm. not a in bus, a, no, a van. van. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I thought maybe he maybe he made a mistake when he said it the first time. Then you said it again. And I no, said, see, oh, my God, a van. See, now it's a little easier because now we have a bus. So now it's mm-hmm. like, cool, dude, that guy's being a jerk. Like, well, I'm just going to go in the back lounge and hang out, whatever. I don't need to see him for a few hours. But yeah, back then it was in the van. So you're like, he's in the bench, like right next to you. And you're like, yeah, you know, so that was really no rough. Getting but, away. 
but yeah, in, in, in general, I just think we're all, we all are like brothers, you know, it's like we fight sometimes, but we all deep down love each other, have a lot of respect for each other. And I think mm-hmm. musically as well, same thing, you know, it's like we all definitely have our different opinions and sometimes we'll argue when we're putting songs together and stuff. But in the end, it's like, well, I know they're, you know, like they're giving their opinion that they really believe. So it's like, I'm going to, even though I don't think that's necessarily what I would have done, I'm going to listen to that. And we all just kind of compromise and, you know, just kind of make it, make the decisions as a unit and then put it out there and wish for the best. Yeah. I mean, it's a testament to you guys and why you're still together. I'm interested Mm -hmm. in this because obviously Listen to Your Heart is about love, but it's also about music and coming together and making love and making music. One thing we kept hearing, at least in this first episode, was the musicians were saying that, oh, I've I've never dated a musician before. I've never dated it. And both the guys and the girls. So have you ever dated a musician before? Is this a thing? You know, I don't know. I, I, I did go on a date with this one girl that was a singer um, and she was super cool, but it's very difficult. Here's the pro. Here's why you don't date a musician because we're always traveling around and we're always, we're never in one. We're never quarantined in one place at, uh, for a long time, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's very difficult. Like I could meet somebody on the road and be like, Oh my God, that girl was so amazing. And, you know, text her for the next week. But, like, just because of the the ever-changing lifestyle, like, it's very difficult to really take that seriously or really keep that going. Because even if you did have a real connection or did have, like, something serious, it's like there's just so much going on. It, 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 and you, you know you're not going to see that person for, what, at least months, you know, from mm-hmm. now? to even see her for a second time to see if, oh, maybe there was a connection or maybe there wasn't. So yeah, very difficult. Um, unless you find most of the girls that I would, that I date or like have dated have been either in California where obviously we spend a lot of time or Chicago, which is where I live and where I'm from. So, okay. you know, when you meet people on the road, even though they are amazing and they could be perfect for you, you never really get the chance to explore that and really, you know, to see if it works out. Mm-hmm. What about groupies? Um, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't have to answer that. Well, you, mean, you, mean, you know, you mean band-aids, band-aids. Oh, oh yeah. is that what they're called? Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen Almost Famous. Have you seen that movie? It's so good. Uh-huh. What do you think? It, okay, so if you had your significant other in your actual band do you think that would work out in that way or would that just be too much time together i mean so one of the one of the artists on my label is this duet group called fairview they're a duo and their boyfriend girlfriend and it's very interesting to see their dynamic because it's like man if they broke up or if they're in a fight or if they're going through something like you kind of can't help but see it in like the songs they're writing or the live performance, you know, it's, so it, it's weird. That dynamic, uh, I can't imagine it. You know, no doubt that band, Gwen and the bass player were dating when they first formed and somehow they broke up and they stayed together and they like obviously became amazing, no doubt. But mm-hmm. I can't imagine. I've had some friends. Um, another buddy of mine was in a, a band with his girlfriend and she ended up leaving him for the band's manager which was so sleazy oh, and so oof, shady yeah oof, yes so man. that 
dating somebody in the band, it was that's a whole new dynamic. I don't think I could I could handle that one. Yeah. I guess I think like Fleetwood Mac. And so I'm like, oh, you know, like totally you break up, you date somebody else, you know, you're kind of all in the mix together. It just makes for a good album selfishly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. There's plenty of drama to to write about, I guess, right? Oh yeah, it would. I feel like that could keep the creative juices flowing for sure. That's that's true. No, Tom, I want. I feel like I'm not the only one who needs to ask this and needs to get to know um this person a little bit more. But one of the most popular songs out there, I mean, I, I it came out when I was, I think in high school still um and i still listen to it to this day obviously hey there delilah now we need to know who is delilah um so first of all i don't know if you guys have seen this but there's been this new wave of hey there delilah all these like people writing like the hey there corona or just all these <laughs> songs about delilah like uh-huh. TikTok, it's like trending on TikTok right now. I don't know how, but it's crazy. Um, so yeah, the actual song is based on an actual girl, um, a girl that I met. She she was she's actually from Chicago, so I met her in Chicago, and um, she was friends of a friend. I was gonna I was hanging out with my one friend Kim, and she was like, "Hey, my friend Delilah is going back to school tomorrow. She's got nothing to do. Can she come? We were going to a concert. Like, can she come to the concert with us? Like, yeah, sure." So we picked this girl up and as soon as she walks out her door, I'm just like, oh my God, so beautiful. And so she had a boyfriend. So the whole night I'm just being goofy. Like I know there's nothing, nothing really going to happen there. So I'm just like, just being like, I don't have any game. I'm just like a goofball. So I'm just like (laughs) being funny or trying to make her laugh or whatever. And, um, so when we dropped her off that night, I gave her our CD that we had out at the time. And I was like, you know, I've got a song about you. And she's like, oh, cool. You know, whatever. And she left. And I just, that was my, my brilliant line, right? And so then she went back to school in New York the next day. And we kept in touch uh, a little bit on AIM. You guys have any idea yeah, what that oh, is? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yes. Cool. cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So we kept in touch on AIM. And she would like, like, she was like loving the, the CD that I gave her of my songs, you know, our, our, our song. For our album before the one with Hey There Delilah, obviously. And she was like, she kept asking me, so where's my song? When do I get to hear my song? <laughs> and so, and it was, it was always just super innocent, but it was just gave me that little dose of like inspiration that I needed. It was like, oh damn, I, I guess I do have to write this song for her. You know, I do, I do have to write mm-hmm. her a song. And um, so that's kind of it. And so the first couple lines of the song came out of me really quick and easily you know what's it like in new york city tonight you look so pretty you know and then after i got past like that first verse i was like well that pretty much sums up everything i know about this girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, so i had to kind of imagine uh the rest of it like if i was in this long distance relationship with somebody what would mm-hmm. i want to say you know someday i'll pay the bills with this guitar and, you know, our friends will make fun of us and they don't get it and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, so I, I kind of wrote the rest of it, um, basically having to be a little bit more creative and, and think about if I wasn't, you know, in a relationship with somebody. And um, so then, yeah, that was kind of the, that's, that's basically the whole story. I did make a joke with her, though, when I first, you know, obviously admitted to her, okay, I didn't write a song yet, but I'm going to. And it's going to be the best song I write and it's going to get us famous and you're going to be my date for the Grammys. And I said all that before, you know, 
a, a note of the song was written. And so sure enough, it's, I don't know if that's the best song I've written, but it's definitely the most famous and, you know, got Plain Like Tees on the map. And we ended up getting two Grammy nominations for that song. And um, so through the years, as the song came out, uh, Delilah would come to shows and she'd be really cool and supportive about it. Like literally we'd play in New York and she'd come and she'd, we'd be like hanging out at the merch table after the show. And like, oh my God, thanks for coming. She's, I'm like, where's your, where's your dude? Where's your boyfriend? He's like, oh, he's waiting outside. He didn't want to, he didn't want to come in, but he like, like, so he like half supported her, but was half like, no, screw that. You know, of like, course, pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she was real supportive and cool and everything. And so, um, so when we got nominated for the Grammys, I hadn't spoken to her for a few months. You know, we'd kind of check in every once in a while, especially as the song was like blowing up. You know, mm-hmm. we kind of had had some funny texts going back and forth. Oh my god, I heard it at this place, or you know, some cool stuff like that. Um, and so when when we got nominated for the Grammys, I called her up and I was like, "Hey, I just got nominated for two Grammys." I'm like, remember when I, you know, wrote before I wrote the song, I said you'd be my date for the Grammys. I'm like, well, what, you got it, you got it coming. And she's like, well, actually, me and my boyfriend just broke up. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> so I was like, and I, I'd been in a relationship with somebody, and I was single at that time too. So I was like, whoa, is this gonna happen? This is like four years later or something after meeting her and writing the song. Like, is this gonna happen? Like four years later after the song, it's like a big hit and all this stuff. And it was like a a moment of time where it was like, it just kind of was too weird to be, to be true, you know? And Mm -hmm. so by the time the Grammys uh, actually happened, like two months later, uh, she was back with her boyfriend. I was back with my girlfriend, but we still went uh, to the Grammys together and you know kind of shared the the fun of it and it was like a very platonic night but it was it was fun it was like the prophecy had fulfilled itself you know yeah so uh, do you still stay in touch with her to this day um you know what i haven't really talked to her lately i did this <laughs> i was doing this um this live interview or something on tv in new york we when we put our last album out parallel universe they might tease we did a bunch of press in new york and this was just maybe last summer or something and, um, and somebody had said that like, Oh, when's the last time you talked to Delilah? And I said, Oh man, it's been a while. And they said, well, why don't you text her right now? And so on the live interview, I like, okay, took out my phone and I just texted her. Hey there. No. <laughs> and, and I sent it and she didn't write back. Didn't write back. Oh, Delilah. So, I know. I know. But to be fair, that was kind of like a cheesy ass text but still. <laughs> it's, I, it's like the 3 a.m you up text yeah exactly, I, I, exactly. I, it is i have to tell you tom this is disappointing because at Uh-oh. the time at the time the song came out i was living in new york city oh and you couldn't tell me i wasn't delilah i was at, to everybody i was like just like singing the song delilah might as well have been rachel it was my theme song. The I had an internship, and so it was for that whole oh, summer, perfect. it was like my perfect. theme song. So it resonates with me, just like Becca said. High school for me, it's like mm-hmm. a college experience, and it's I it's you can tell the the I guess it stands the test of time. The fact that that song was written, what like two thousand four five? I think like it came out in six seven when it started to really catch fire, and um, now it's two thousand twenty, and people are still using your mm-hmm. song. Yeah, it's crazy, you know? right? Yeah. Crazy. And 
There aren't too many songs. Like, when I think of Hey There, Delilah, I still remember exactly where I was the first time I heard it, what conversation I was having with one of my friends. And that's probably, like, one of the only songs that I can recall in detail, like, the first time hearing it. So it's it's a really special one. Yeah, That's cool. I just got chills with you saying that. That's so awesome. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. the fact that you said you have no game, it's like... You killed the game. You wrote a song. <laughs> then you sing this song about this. I mean, like, you have the ultimate game. Well, oh, see, it's that's okay. The I can write a song about you. And it can the be problem, nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> the problem is, is that the girl that you write the song about never goes for you. But it's always the, it's all, you get the other girls because of that song. But yeah, it's like, it, it, I'm serious. Like, you can ask Tim, our guitar player. He's always saying that same thing. He's like, yeah. What, what inspires you to write the song is like a lot of times that longing or that, you know, it's like, shoot, I need to do something to get this girl's attention or to, like mm-hmm. you said, to, to have some game here that that's my game. But a lot of times she's like, oh, that's cute, whatever. What? And then you there's all these me. other girls that are like, oh my God, why don't you write a song for yeah. me? But then I'd I'm like, oh, sh- I'd be wearing a shirt that said I'm Delilah. Period. Oh, you know what? Yes. we made that shirt. We made that shirt <laughs> back in the day. And Delilah actually wore that shirt. That's awesome. I yeah. love that. Oh my gosh. It makes the song so much better. We know the background <laughs> behind it. I love this. I'm yes. not going to lie. When we get off this podcast, I'm going to Google Delilah. I, I oh, need to gonna, know more can, about her now. Yeah, she's beautiful. Uh, I don't, you know what? It's funny. I should reach out to her in like a non cheesy way and just be like, hey. <laughs> How's your quarantine? Like, are you okay? You know, I maybe love ask one. more than just what's up or what'd you say? Hey yeah, there. Hey there. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen all those memes that are like, you know, uh, like maybe, maybe don't tell me what it's like in New York city right now. Or, you know, just all that stuff. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. So so perfect timing where do yeah. you find your inspiration? I mean, obviously we get Delilah. We get where that comes from. Love the story behind it. What when it comes to the music that you write, where do you find your inspiration to write these beautiful songs? I mean, you know, a lot of times it's just that kind of thing. It's like some little little situation where either you meet a girl or you go through something, and if it's just weighing on you a little bit, whether it's like, oh my god, she's so amazing, or whether it's, oh my god, I feel so crappy about this thing, I gotta get it off my chest, you know. Um, usually, it's just something like that where it's like man, this, I need to get this out. I need to say something about this, you know? Um, a lot of times it'll come from listening to other music, you know, like, you know, you'll be listening to something super fresh and you'll be like, wow, that's inspiring. That's so cool. And it makes you want to go grab the guitar or go write, write some thoughts down because I don't know, you want to tap into that like excitement that you just felt by someone else's music. Um, a lot of times a song will come from a title, you know, like you'll have this clever little idea and I'll write it down on my, in my notes on my phone or something. And then, you know, a month later I'll be sitting there and, you know, just go through them and, oh, that was a cool idea. And then try to mm-hmm. formulate a song around that. So it's all kind of different things. You know, I think it's, there's, there's a lot of people, I read this book called um, the, the War of Art. And it's like how a lot of people think that like being creative is this like, spiritual light a candle you know meditate and like hope that something comes at you from the universe or something um which to an extent there's there's that bit of randomness to it but there's a lot of it is just you know checking in clocking in and like you know 
if I grab my guitar every day and just mess around with it for 15 minutes, chances are something's going to come, come out of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's like, you just kind of have to have to make your own inspiration and just constantly be, you know, I love music and I love writing music and I love just the idea of a song, you know, songs are my, my world. So it's like, it's fun to just sit down every day and just hack away at it until you get something cool. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned finding inspiration from another song. So I want to ask then what is your favorite love song of all time? And then also who or is one of your favorite artists or bands out there? Um, so my favorite love song, we actually, the Play My Tees just made a playlist um, of, of our favorite love songs. You got to go check okay. that out. Um, yeah, we'll look it up. There's a lot of cool, on Spotify, there's a lot of cool ones on there. I had fun with it. I, I think I've submitted like 40 songs or something and they probably only oh, wanted yeah. like 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know if this is a technically a love song, but you know that song Yesterday by the Beatles? Yes. Of course. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's kind of a broken-hearted love song, but mm-hmm. but that song to me is the perfect song. It's so beautiful and it says so much, and it really does speak to love and and the, the you know the fact that love can be very, you know, uh, very fragile, you know, and like or fragile, I guess is the right way to say it if you're not <laughs> in in France or something. But yeah, it's just uh, I that's that would be my go-to love song or basically any song i think that's like the best song of all time yeah okay well we will definitely check out that that playlist we're actually putting one together uh for bachelor right now and so i'm like you where i sent in in way too many options um and i feel bad for whoever has to go through and yeah Yeah. pick the actual ones that are going on there but totally but it's like favorite movie you know it's like how do you pick just one it's like you gotta have all these all these different different options and and two, it's hard when you say when I ask like, what's your favorite love song? Because like you said, you don't know if yesterday could be considered a love song, but I really right. think anything can. Like yeah. wh- you define your own version of love, and and so whatever song you choose, I mean that's that's the one. Um, I love that. So Tom, we need to hear from you. Obviously, we loved seeing you. We wish we could have seen more of you on Listen to Your Heart. But what is coming up for both you and the Plain White Tees? Anything else that we as fans should know about you guys? Um, yeah, so Plain White Tees actually are, are dropping. So it's been 15 years, actually, since the album All That We Needed came out, which is the first album that had Hey There Delilah on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you were doing the math a little while ago. And <laughs> yeah, Delilah first came out in 2005. So it's been 15 years. It's so crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that album, we're doing like a little reissue of that album celebrate the 15 year anniversary it's got a few uh added bonus tracks of like live acoustic performances from that time on there Mm -hmm. um so that's what's new for plain white tees obviously like i said we had a tour canceled because of all this so um as soon as this all lifts we're gonna get back on the road and keep playing shows and uh start working on some brand new music we had an album that came out um our latest album parallel universe we love that we actually played one of the songs uh, for that little concert for Listen to Your Heart. Um, so that's basically what's new to Play My Tees. For me, I'm just, I'm writing with a lot of artists. Like I said, I started a record label called Humans Were Here. So follow along to all that stuff. I've got an 80s side project called Million Miler. It's super fun. It's all like synth pop that I'm releasing. Um, so yeah, just staying busy and just life revolves around music. So pretty cool. It sounds really cool. We're excited for everything that you have coming up. We can't wait. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the bar's high. We know you're going to be inspired with so much, you know, creativity and 
I just can't wait to hear what you know you do what your record label does, the artist on that, and then also with the plain white tees. So thank you so much for joining yes. us on Bachelor Happy Hour. You know, we hope to see you again on some Bachelor franchise mm -hmm. show. You're in the family yeah. now. All right. Yeah, let's just call it. Call us up. We'll do it. Thank awesome. you so much. Well, and, and Tom, if you ever need any more inspiration, feel free to write a, a song about Rach and I. Maybe you'll get some Grammys off of <laughs> there it. There you go, knows. Becca. <laughs> right. great, great plug. Yes. I, well, this is, you know, this is the, the uh, most female interaction I've had in a while. So maybe I will be inspired to go right. Yeah, there you yes. go. <laughs> Two, it's gonna be it's gonna be called Two Girls in a Closet. There you go. There you go. Awesome, All right. Guys. Thanks, thanks so much, Tom. Tom. You be safe. Yeah, thank you. You too. Thanks. See ya. Bye. Take care. Bye. Okay, Becca, how great was Tom? I love him. Right? <laughs> I really do. I could have kept talking to him. I know you could have too. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether we were talking about hey there, Delilah, his time on the show, his bandmate finding the love mm -hmm. of his life on a reality tv show i felt like we had so much in in common with tom right mm -hmm. like i feel like we've done this before <laughs> he he does have this special quality about him where i felt like he was just at ease and natural um but i loved diving in to his his story and history with delilah i've been wanting to know that for years so it was Me great too. to have him on the line i mean like i said it's a little disheartening to know it wasn't about me but not everything can be about you, Rachel. So, <laughs> Rachel, you have your own season, okay, girl? Right, you're right, you're right. My time is done. It is not my season anymore. But it is the season for Listen to Your Heart. So what I find so interesting about all of these musicians, I don't even want to call them contestants, all these musicians that are in this mansion together, this beautiful mansion, much better than the Bachelor Mansion, if, if I have to say so myself, is that all of them have something in common. You know, when we walk in the first night, it's like we all have something in common. We're all after the same man or woman. You know, that's usually what you have in common. You don't think you're going to get along with these with the people. I, at least that's how I felt. I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to make any friends. I'm going to be so different. And then you're pleasantly surprised. These musicians walk in already knowing we sing. Most of us play instruments. We already connect because we share this this artistry together. We all, you know, think the same way. So I think that that makes walking in the first night a little bit more welcoming. And that kind of comes off through the TV screen, you know? Mm -hmm. it, yes, yes. I felt like there was a certain warmth when everyone was around with each other. It wasn't, like you said, when you go into night one and you're all kind of going after the same person, there's still that level of competitiveness and a little bit of underlying tension. And yeah. in this regard, it's not because it's really like everyone has a free for all. Like, yes, you're all bonded by your love of music and that creativity, but everyone's still like, oh, let's just meet everyone. And and it's like the I don't remember who said it. One of the girls was like, I haven't even talked to all the guys yet, and I still want to. It's not like they're just going after one person. Yeah. I mean, and so it felt like more warm, more welcoming, a little less. I mean, okay, I'm going to say this. It felt a little less uh, like nerve wracking, so to speak. But I will say if I walked in and I knew everyone was that talented and everyone was a great singer and probably played some instruments, I would be like, I am. I would be nervous. I think to get around them and to, I would just think like, oh my gosh, women. When am I going to have to sing in front of all these people? I, and that's just me. Maybe it's just because I'm a terrible singer. But um, but it 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 had a different feel, which I appreciate from the show. 
Yeah. No, 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 no. If I had to start, you know, like, they're just like, oh, getting on the piano and playing, mm-hmm. pulling out the guitar, I would be like, um, I have to go to the bathroom, excuse me. And I would just yeah. never come back. No, well, like, way. Rachel, you as, you know, coming from your legal background, like, if you walked into a mansion full of 20 lawyers, how would you feel? I don't know. Okay, so then maybe <laughs> I would feel different because I would know that I would be prepared. You know, I went to school for this. I've had the training for this. So yeah. I would feel confident in the skill that I would have. So yeah, there'd be it'd be nerve wracking, but mm-hmm. at least I know I'd be prepared as opposed yeah. to, you know, it, it's not like we're on the bachelor bachelorette. We walk into the room and they're like, OK, you're going to sing kind of like a mm-hmm. group date. OK, you're going to sing. Right. You're going to dance. And you're like, wait a minute now. That's not my forte. <laughs> uh, so in we see them come out of not limos, but SUVs. We see Chris Harrison. We see a mansion. We see that they have packages and in true bachelor fashion, there's a love triangle, mm-hmm. which was great with our girl, Jamie, who's good TV Yes, from the jump. You know, she's good. And I, I, I said this a little bit earlier in the podcast, but I, I love Jamie because for the first couple of minutes that she's there, she's like, I don't want drama and I just want everyone to have a good time. And of course, she's the one who said that. So she's the one who's going to get sucked into that most drama. Yeah. We see her kind of go between both Ryan and Trevor and not really know what to do. She's into both of them. They're both into her. Uh, and so I, I kind of feel for her, it, it, but it, I will say she is getting more of the Bachelorette uh, experience having multiple guys kind of fight over her. Yeah, you can tell Jamie is a person who gives her all into whatever it is that she's doing. She has a lot of passion. She's a big heart. You can see she wears it a little bit on her sleeve. And so she's just all in, you know, so we mm-hmm. see her. She gets there first. Ryan comes in, who's such a cutie. They immediately hit it off. They're the first people to meet each other. And she's in. She's in that mm-hmm. thing. Until Trevor, Trevor. walks in. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, what's your name again? I'm sorry. Is it Brian or Ryan? I'm sorry. Because Trevor just walked in. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure. And which is a lesson learned. People, if you go on these shows, like, you kind of can't put all your eggs in one basket because you just never know who's going to walk through the door. But mm-hmm. this is Jamie. This is almost like the essence of her. What's what what you love so much about her, what is so charming because she goes all in. So mm-hmm. we see her in this love triangle between Jamie and Trevor. So of course, again, in true bachelor fashion, there's a date card given to Ryan. And who does he take? Jamie. Of course he does. And, and you know, <sighs> I I I feel for Jamie watching that because they're both cute guys. They both seem sweet. They both kind of, I mean, throughout the the episode, they both sang to her. So it's like, I don't know. I felt for Jamie at the very end of the episode because I was like, shit, I don't know who I'd give my rose to. I would just have pulled a name out of a hat at that point, I think. Um, and, and then we get, okay, another contestant who I really liked, who I still want to talk about is Rudy. Now... I personally, from what I've seen of her, I personally like her. I think she, I keep saying the word spunky, but she just like seems to have this zest for life. Um, and I also really like, so I was looking up the, all the contestant bios and I was like, Ooh, I, you know, and, and this was prior to Rudy singing. I was like, I want to hear Rudy sing. Cause she's, she has the pop R and B background. And l- so we see her, you know, kind of hit it off with Matt and be into him. But like later on in the episode when she sings and you feel like the passion behind her emotions, I was like, I want more of her voice. Yeah. 
No, Rudy, there's definitely a lot to get into with Rudy because mm -hmm. Rudy switched it up <laughs> real fat, real quick in a hurry. So I want to I want to do Rudy, but I definitely want to finish Jamie, Ryan and Trevor, because something that stood out to me with Ryan and Jamie when they first had that conversation was when he shared his story. So it's like, oh, I get mm -hmm. why Jamie falls for him because he's cute. She already says, that's my type. You're the typical guy typical guy that I go for and then he tells a story about him having brain surgery when he was only six mm -hmm. years old and you see him but obviously he fought through that because he is where he is today but he's also this insanely talented musician so he's got this story of I don't know if the word is redemption but just this story where he's a fighter you it resonates with you you attach that to him in addition to everything else that he presents in the physical way and mm -hmm. as far as his talent. So it's like, how in the world do you not pick Orion? And then Trevor comes in and she falls for Trevor. So yes, Ryan gets a date card, takes Jamie on the date, and they go to Capitol Records. Didn't surprise me. Didn't surprise me that they were going to Capitol Records. I had PTSD watching them pull up to Capitol Records. Because that's that? that's where I had a date with uh Chris Randone, aka Goose, and Did he write? We had to, yes, we had to, did we? I don't even remember what we did on that date. I, oh, he had like a freak out panic moment and then we had to sing and I was mortified. And so when I saw him pull up to, Cap <laughs> when I saw him pull up to Capitol Records, I was like, oh no. I, but obviously like this is their profession. So it's right. quite different for them. These are uh, two yeah, people that, that should be at Capitol Records. <laughs> they belong there. Chris and I, not so much. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool that not only did they go to Capitol Records, which I wasn't surprised. I'm like, oh, okay, musicians are going to Capitol Records. But then for them to go in, sing a John Mayer song, but then work with the music producer, John Azalea, who worked with John Mayer on the song. Mm -hmm. So it's, they're getting the whole experience, which Gravity, ah, oh, Becca. Gravity, <laughs> I don't know what year that came out in, but I was going through something when that song came out. Like mm -hmm. that song speaks to me in a whole nother way. So when they were like, we're going to sing Gravity, if I were Jamie, I would have been crying all the way through it. I would have been like this song. Oh, it's just it's my favorite John Mayer song. And even before. So in my notes, before Ryan took Jamie on that date and we knew what they were going to be doing, I wrote that the, where's my notes ryan equals john mayer is what i wrote <laughs> he he has the look his yeah, he vibe does. is is like john mayer it just and so when i'm watching them i was like of course they're gonna sing a john mayer song because he's basically there uh yeah i i, I guess i didn't put that together so maybe they picked that because i mean who knows but then okay. did you did you see though moving on from um ryan to trevor when trevor then sings to jamie later on he sings the slow dancing in a burning room the, he actually sang that song to us but i i i even said before he started singing i was like don't sing a john mayer song don't sing a john mayer song and of course he does and i was like trevor would pick a john mayer song he after he knows yeah. well, i know but isn't that kind of for me personally i would want to switch it up and to have something so completely different than what she experienced with another man well, can we be messy for a second? Who sang, the, who sang the John Mayer song better, Ryan or Trevor? <sighs> okay. This could be an unpopular opinion, but I, I actually like Trevor's voice better than Ryan. Hell no! It was definitely Ryan! <laughs> it was 
Definitely Ryan sang. Ryan, he didn't sing it as well when they were sitting by the fireside chat and they told him to put it on the spot. But when he was in mm-hmm. the studio and he sang, I it, I looked around. I'm sorry. Is that, did that voice just come from Ryan? Whole nother level. For me. He to, kind of has a, a Sean Mendez-esque voice, I think. No, he looks like a Sean Mendez. I, I think, think he looks he like sounds. John Mayer. <laughs> he does look like John Mayer to me, but I mean like. I don't know their favor. Okay, I just looked up. Gravity came out in two thousand five. Okay, around the same time. Hey there, Delilah. Around the same time. Hey there, Delilah. I good was year. going. I was going through a breakup at that time. Yeah, that song. Mm. So yes, I. Jamie definitely also was winning that night because she had two very attractive, talented men fighting over her in this first episode, mm-hmm. and they both sang to her at the same time too. So. Anyways, I don't know how you say no to Ryan after that date of him singing, making because he also held her hand because she was really nervous. She mm-hmm. and he guided her through that mm-hmm. and really kind of carried her through the song. And I thought her voice was amazing too. For that, it song. was. She said it. To, she's mm-hmm. like, my voice doesn't match. It's not my genre. And I was like, girl, stop. You sound amazing. She and I, I and that's why. Okay, so. Fresh off the bat, when we first met Jamie, I liked her. But then watching her on that date, I found her more relatable. I liked the nerves. I liked the fact that, yes, she's an amazing singer and she's on the show for a reason. But she still was hesitant and scared to do that because, like you said, she didn't think it was her genre. It was, you know, she was singing with this new handsome man. Um, and so <laughs> I, I liked that. I, th- I found it very endearing and, and kind of cute that she she was more, you know, hesitant with in at that date, at that moment. Um, okay, I feel like we're jumping all over the place, though. But can we just for one second talk about, because we didn't talk about him coming out of the SUV. Um Josh. So he was called another another one of the guys uh said that he was the jacked Mr. Clean. He was the bald the baldy. <laughs> yeah. I found him so attractive. I mean, his jawline. Everyone go back if you missed him. Just look at his jawline, please. I I mean, I remember cackling when the guy said the jacked <laughs> Mr. Clean. I was like, wow, that was really an on-point comparison. Kudos it was spot to on. You. Um, but he didn't really, we didn't really see much of his personality and I'm such Mm -hmm. a personality person. So, I mean, maybe he's great, but I just, the, I couldn't get past the jacked Mr. Clean. I mean, after that, he lived on a bottle of cleaning supplies for me and I just never saw anything (laughs) past that. Um, so I don't want to talk about the endings just yet. What happens with this love triangle, but you mentioned Rudy and Mm -hmm. that fabulous voice of hers. So I want to talk about Rudy and Matt because mm-hmm. we see Rudy hit it off with Matt super quick. And we're like, oh, we don't even need to keep, at least I was like, I don't even need to keep paying attention to them. This is a done deal. Mm-hmm. They seem to really connect. She's into him. He's into her. And then we see that awkward moment. In the in hot the, tub? In the hot tub. What, what, what did you take on that? Like, did you think it was awkward or did you understand where Rudy was coming from? <sighs> um... No, it was definitely awkward. It was. And this is something that I wanted to ask you because Matt asked Rudy, do you judge a person by how they kiss? Um, so, Rachel, I'm gonna, let's let's talk about this. And then I'm going to ask you the same question. Um, it was weird because it's like I, 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 I can see both sides. I can see why Rudy maybe wants to wait because she wants to still talk to some of the other guys and not, as you said, throw all the eggs in one basket. 
But if you're feeling someone, you're feeling someone. And in in this scenario, you don't have all the time in the world. So you really want to try to make a connection. And it seems like they were. It seems like they were both really into each other. And so when she when he asks her that and then she, you know, goes underwater and then pops up and is just like talking yeah, about girl. her makeup. I'm like, this is ruining the moment. Like he just wants to see like he wants a kiss. He's not being awkward like how Michael Todd was saying, oh, I like your lips. Like, he's asking her a question about it to see where it can maybe go. Um, So it it was um kind of a letdown. And I think that's where their uh, problems started because then, then Matt walked away being like, I don't know. I thought it was going great. And she kind of just, like, flipped and didn't want to, like, see where this could go type thing. Um, it was It was awkward. Yeah, I mean, I definitely... Was like okay, they're they're flirty. You agreed to get in the hot tub, girl. You agreed mm-hmm. to take off your clothes, get into a little bathing suit, get in the hot tub where things get hot and steamy. You have mm-hmm. to be close to each other. You're wet. I mean, and then you have your aerial moment where you dip yourself in the pool, arise or the hot tub, arise from it, slick your hair back, and it's like you're turning this man on. I just felt like it wasn't awkward for him to insinuate that they kiss if she didn't want to i also understand that because Mm -hmm. i too did not want to kiss anybody the first time at the bachelorette and then i went all in with brian because Mm -hmm. i was like you said beck i thought okay i'm just going to be in the moment i'm not going to push it away but i felt like he was hinting at it so rudy could have played it better she could have kind of been like "Mm, i know where you're going i want to kiss you too i want to go there i like you i'm feeling you but I kind of want to save it for another day. Like, if you get a mm-hmm. date card, take me on a one-on-one, or I'll take you, and let's save it for a second. Because I promised mm-hmm. myself I wouldn't kiss somebody the first night. You know what I mean? She could have played it in a different way. Instead, it was like, you want to get out of the hot tub? Okay, let's mm-hmm. go. Yeah, she's just more worried about, like, oh, well, my makeup's running now, and I look terrible, and what? I, it, it was just weird. Um, But, Rich, I do want to ask you, because Matt asked her this, do you judge a person by how they kiss? 100%. Mm -hmm. I'm a kisser. I'm Mm -hmm. a kisser. But I also feel like I'm not going to judge you on the first impression. Sometimes maybe you're nervous. Maybe you're a little awkward. So there have been times where I'm like, and and this happened on The Bachelorette, I can rehabilitate you. I can teach you (laughs) how to kiss better. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you haven't learned. Maybe you haven't kissed somebody with full lips like this. Maybe like nobody's taught you. Sometimes you have to be taught, you know, the same thing goes for sex. So I thought, okay, I can rehabilitate you. That doesn't always work. Mm -hmm. Then I'm judging you by your kiss, because if you can't kiss right, you can't do anything right to me physically. Mm -hmm. That's just how I feel like (laughs) kissing. That's that's like First base, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, how are we going to move? You how need are we to have move? that part down. How are we going to run the second if you don't know how mm-hmm. to kiss me? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to, well, I won't put you on the spot, but I do want to know who was the worst kisser in I'll tell season. you, I will, I, without a doubt, I can tell you off the bat who it was, and I'll tell you off camera, because okay. I, I <laughs> like this person, and I don't want to <laughs> be rude. <laughs> we'll share, I, I'm going to call you after this. We'll chit chat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. I do think, uh, like when you when when you have that connection with someone for the most part i mean i've only had a couple bad kisses in my life like for the most part most people have been pretty good especially when you're into someone um but yes people like you you need to be a good kisser 
Yeah, like it's a, there's a language with it. There's a, a movement, a rhythm. And if we can't get it there, we're not going to find sync. that rhythm anywhere. Yeah, you know? thank you. So I do. There's a song about it. If you want to know if he loves you so, it's in his kiss. That's mm-hmm. where it is. Where it is. Oh. Da, 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 da. I don't know why they. Is. I can't. I don't even know the rest of the words. I just know that part. <laughs> I love that you're dancing. If you want to know if he if loves you. We, we, so we did that last episode. Let's not do that again. Cut that part out. <laughs> That was a fun game. I want to do that every day. <laughs> no, pass, hard pass. You can do it okay. a guest host. Um, uh, okay, so I totally understand Matt for not, for reading Rudy like, oh, maybe she's just not that into me if she mm-hmm. didn't want to give me a kiss. he's pr- He was probably thinking, I read it wrong. So let me not put all my eggs in one basket and let me go talk to someone else. So mm-hmm. I get why he moved on to Mel. I totally understand why he took Mel on the date. What I don't understand, because we see he gets a date card and he picks Mel and they go on the plain white tees date Mm -hmm. and we didn't really see much of that. But what I don't understand is whatever this conversation was that Rudy and Matt had that led Rudy to believe that he was taking her on a date. And then he Mm -hmm. makes the comment, well, I thought that's what I was supposed to do. And I'm confused. Did you? I'm so confused. Maybe you understood it. It it was confusing, and I will say, so, you know, night one, we see that awkward interaction with Matt and Rudy. Go on yeah. to the next day. You really don't see Matt and Mel talking that much. Like, you see the moment where he pulls her away to chit-chat, and then, of course, he goes and pulls Rudy. But, uh, like, when he was, when he was going to say a name... To go on that date, I thought he was going to say Rudy. So I don't know where the disconnect was. Obviously, there's more that we didn't see go down that they can't put into a show. But, I mean, and we don't see the moment where apparently, as Rudy said, Matt had told her he was going to pick her. And I wish we could. Uh, So we'll really never know. But, and... Do you think that he picked Mel to make her jealous? Like, he never was into Mel. He was just trying to see... Let me see if this lights a fire under Rudy. I don't know. I think, honestly, I think it was just him being a dude and like not thinking straight. I just, I, I, I never saw it before up until that point, him really talking to Mel or seeing any sort of connection there. So, and, and of course we didn't see it on the date. I just think he... I don't know. I think that there's a lot that we didn't see. And I think that, um, I don't know how much I want to say here. I think that like, like paradise, we've seen it before where you think someone's going to pick a certain person and they don't. And I don't know if it's time apart deciding who to pick. And like, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of what played into it. Um, but I mean, rightly so, if if Matt did tell Rudy in that conversation that, hey, I'm going to pick you for this date. I'll be right back. I'll come get you in a little bit. I mean, I'd be just as pissed as she as she was. I mean, I'd probably hold yeah. it in and deliver it differently. Um, but if that was the actual conversation, rightly so, she, right. she should be upset. And I do love that she t- well, I love that she told him off. I, at first, I was kind of like, whoa, this is a little, a lot too soon. Because if I was mad, I would be like, wait a minute. Now I'm seeing a totally different side of her. Which side is the real Rudy? But then I understood mm-hmm. if he did say those things to her, why she was upset. I was also, well, I don't want to say that part yet, but I was, I'm glad that she did that. But selfishly, this sounds so bad. Y'all don't, don't get mad at me for saying this. I'm so sad 
that Rudy had her heartbroken that night. But raise your hand right now if you were a little excited that you also got that beautiful song out of Rudy because she was heartbroken. I said, whoa, music can make the best, like the best songs. She sang that smile song. I said, ooh, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt, for breaking Rudy's heart. So we (laughs) got this beautiful song. Yeah, and we would not have gotten that. We wouldn't have heard her had he not picked Mel for this date. I mean, I like I said earlier, I want to hear Rudy sing more. Her vocal, mm-hmm. like that, in that moment, you felt the passion, you felt the emotion behind her words, and it was like velvet. Yeah, like her voice in that moment. So I want to hear more of her. You guys, Rudy, better get a rose next week and keep her around because I want to hear more of that. Chris is insanely talented, and we didn't really talk about Chris because Chris and Brie hit it off, and like, there's no drama. They're mm-hmm. natural surprise couple, but I'm glad. Well, okay. What I was going to say is even Chris is so insanely talented and he's always on the piano Mm -hmm. getting music started. And his reaction when Rudy started singing, he was Mm -hmm. like, ooh, like Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting that. I was like, Chris, we are all of you at the moment. But what Uh I was going to say about Chris and Brie is there's really not much to say about him because there's no drama. But what I love about the Chris and Brie relationship is that that is that's what makes this whole process beautiful. Mm -hmm. You think you have a type. You think you know exactly who you're going to date because of what you've dated before. And then you step into this bubble, this world, and you have all the outside distractions moved away and all that outside noise. And you're really just focusing on what it is that you want for yourself. And you Mm -hmm. are so beautifully surprised. And it Mm -hmm. may be someone that you never thought that you were going to be with before. I, I mean, like, I can honestly say that about Brian. Like, I was attracted to Brian, but... I I got to really see him in the bubble and now we're married. And so I see that with Brie and Chris. I'm like, mm-hmm. they that they're like a beautiful surprise. I wouldn't have known that they would have been together. And I bet they would say the same thing. Well, and there, I mean, we didn't see too, too much of them in that first episode, but we did see a moment for like two minutes where they were sitting down, kind of, you know, holding each other's hands, touching yeah. each other's legs on the couch. And that moment, it was just cute. And and that's what I wrote in my notes. It was a cute moment where She's like, I'm serious when I tell you, I feel like we have a connection and I want you to be holding my hand. And he is reciprocating that. And it's like, they're kind of, I mean, it's like a new relationship blossoming. I felt like it's like that new young love, like where you get excited in high school. And it's just sweet. It was just a sweet, sweet moment. And then one other little triangle that we see go down, and we'll just touch on this quickly because it wasn't as juicy as the other ones, I felt like. But between Julia and her two men, I mean, we had Sheridan who was chasing after her. And then also it was Josh, right? Josh was involved, too. I, I, Yeah, I think Josh. Josh was really into um, Julia. Yes. So between those two, I mean, uh, from from how we saw the conversations play out, I knew at that rose ceremony she was going to pick Sheridan because they they just showed more. There, like he had, he wrote that new song for her. He sang to her that night. They shared that kiss. Yes, she also shared a kiss a kiss with Josh. But I knew I I knew watching. It, I was like, it's going to be Sheridan, hands down. Yeah, I'm glad it's Sheridan. I like Sheridan. He stands out. Thank God, Michael Todd. Okay, so we get to the rose ceremony. We pretty much see. Jamie, surprise, surprise, she picks Ryan. No, no Jamie picks, picks Trevor. Trevor. See, because in my mind, mm-hmm. she should have picked Ryan. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Poor Ryan gave us all, went on a date, was like, what more could I have done? But thank God Rudy saves him. Thank goodness she also mm-hmm. doesn't give it to Matt. I like that she stood strong in her beliefs. But we see Cheyenne, I think mm-hmm. that's her name. Cheyenne gives her rose to Matt. 
Um, Brie and Chris, of course, give it to each other. We see Savannah give hers to Brandon. And Julia gives hers to Sheridan. And mm-hmm. Mel gives hers to Gabe. Because they had a bit of a connection, too. Yes. So... I guess, oh, and thank goodness Michael Todd is gone, the guy who was there just to advance his <laughs> music career. Beatbox, songwrite, play the guitar, sing, like, it, awkwardly kiss people, talk about nice lips. I mean, he was just the most. He did what Too he much. came to do. He was recognized. Mm-hmm. Now he can move on. So moving forward, I, I mean, I, oh, oh, no, we have to do a Rose and Thorn of the Week. Mm-hmm. My rose goes to Ryan because... I feel like he gave his all, poor thing, and it still didn't work out for him. So I'm hoping in the future it does. And my thorn goes to Michael Todd, obviously. I mean, the man had to go. He was a thorn <laughs> in everybody's side this episode. Yes, uh, my thorn would also go to Michael Todd. Again, I have an X through his name. That's all I have to say. Uh, my rose, though, I'm going to give it to Rudy. Because she, I, I, and I know this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion. Some people are going to be like, oh, well, she was too much. She freaked out at Matt. It was over the top. I don't think so. Uh, and her vocals. I, like yeah. that song itself, hearing her sing, that gets my rose. Um, so there you go. No, it was great. Okay, so we hope you guys, if you have didn't watch last night, maybe listening to this episode really let you know that you're missing something great. And it's only the first episode, so we have so much more to watch. I, we got a little bit of a tease and we've seen some promos. So I guess moving forward, we know that there are more people to come in the house, which I can't wait because everybody's mm-hmm. been insanely talented. There's like everyone has a story. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to see who's coming. I believe it's going to be some women that are coming yes. in. It has to be right because we eliminated four men. So we've got to get some women in here. Mm-hmm. Um, We're getting three new girls next week that come into the house. Um and as we've seen in the teaser, a shocking revelation is made about one of the contestants' past relationships. Of course. Dun, dun, of course. Why do we not of expect course, that? You need some drama of a past relationship in any season, people. Yes. And we know that there are going to be four date cards next episode. So that means more dates, more connections, and probably more breakups, more dramas, which is great. Mm-hmm. More drama. Um. And I would imagine that everyone was on their best behavior in this episode. So I'm pretty sure that we're going to see some things. All I can say is, is it's been already known that I'm on an episode earlier. So I know you're about to see some true colors of some people come Mm -hmm. out because I saw it on the episode that I was on. And I'm just going to leave it right there. (laughs) I'm just going to leave it right there. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I can't wait. Um, like you said, everyone's always on their best behavior night one. That can't last very long. Nope. Um, so everyone, you're just going to have to tune in next week to see what goes down. Um, and listeners, don't forget, we always love to hear from you. Send yes. us your questions, your comments, your praises, your concerns, whatever it might be. Um, we can't wait to hear you with us each week. Listen in um, and catch all things. Listen to your heart. You can expect some amazing guests much like my girl Rachel. Yep. Some sneak peeks <laughs> and insider info you can always get here. So don't forget to tune in to brand new episodes every Monday at 8, 7 Central on ABC so you can follow along with us. And yes, like Becca said, we are covering Listen to Your Heart. But if you want more Bachelor Nation news, you can go to BachelorNation.com to get all the latest and greatest details about the show. Remember, we are the first place to announce what's coming up. And you know, we love to hear from you guys. So definitely email us happy hour at bachelornation.com or go to the site and click podcast.
So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. There's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 